the professor, the one, uh, Jason Jones, uh, host of J Street Vibes, uh, contributor over at The Athletic. And our guy, what's up, man? Nothing. I'm high thinking about that concert already. Oh, oh, right. oh, oh. That's like my... Wiz and Snoop. Yeah. That's, that's like a like a cannabis dispensary's dream right there. Really Just is. buy the whole thing out. But if if you like watching what Wiz does on social media with <laughs> with with bongs and drug paraphernalia, it is the like it is incredible. Like it's an effort to get high with Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. Like it's it ain't an, no an exercise. It ain't no puff puff pass. It is a full on. Hey, get the water. Heat this little thing up. Take this. Clean this. Like it is a. It's that, a process. That's why he took up MMA because he <laughs> needed to be in shape to do all this stuff that it's, he does. It's like a whole game. It's like you know, like you just can't walk in there like an amateur. You got to you know <laughs> work your way up. You know, Wiz Khalifa has been scheduled for this show like three or four times. <laughs> And, and they would eventually just be like, just forget it. Just talk to Rick Ross again. Just forget Wiz Khalifa. Like, we can't really pin him down. You know, Wiz might have been, you know, Wiz might have been a little, you know, you know might have been a little, you know, elevated. Yep. You yep. Know, and then got his times, days, weeks mixed up, you know. Shout out Wiz. That's a, that's a show, though. I want to go to that one. Um, speaking of guests, did you see who joined us earlier today? I actually had an interview right at that time, so I got to go back and watch it because until I see it, I don't believe that he was on and you weren't. That I don't believe there was like a split anything. I don't believe it because, like I said, it was great seeing you down at Chase Center on Sunday. All you know, right. yeah, way yep. to open the show. I mean, hell of a match. <laughs> we talked. We talked. It was a great conversation. You'll, you'll enjoy the interview, but you know, I know me personally and Damien feels the same way. We talked about at length about the star that is Ricky Starks. He's a star, man. He's a star. And he got to AEW, and they allowed him to be Ricky Starks. They didn't put him in no character the way the WWE probably would have. And the, the WWE has a lot of success doing that with certain people. They, it's a different type of thing sometimes. But I didn't think if you're trying to get the best out of somebody like Ricky Starks, you can't do that with him. And he's great at being himself, genuinely himself. It might have had a chance if they would have got him in NXT first, and then maybe mm-hmm. if you you know you get him there, and then maybe he comes up to the main roster when Vince is gone, because mm-hmm. that's what that's what was ruining it. You know, you get this great character development in NXT, then you get up to w, the main roster, they change your name and put a weird outfit on you, mm-hmm. and now you're a joke. Mm-hmm. So I you know, but yeah, it's I'm glad there's more than one promotion in the states so that you can you can get this development, you know, the way, you know, well, both rosters are pretty loaded in terms of just the number of talent, but you know, you know, Ricky might've, might've got stuck in NXT and then maybe Vince would have said, I don't get him. I don't get it. And then, you know, and then he would have maybe put on a, you know, a new Orleans Mardi Gras style outfit (laughs) or something. (laughs) He would have been the Frenchman. (laughs) They would have had King, the human beignet. (laughs) Ricky had, yeah, little King baby cake running around with him, and it you know, I mean, he turned forgot he, he turned like you know Carrie and Cross into like a BDSM character for God's yeah. sake. So I mean, yeah, bizarre. <laughs> you know, I didn't I didn't know that Ricky was in WWE. Mm-hmm. He I got no he got speared by Ryback, and one of he did something else. I don't remember if it was Cena. Or who it was, but he was he was an extra a couple mm. of times. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's funny to go back and look at who who was an extra at various mm-hmm. points. Mm-hmm. Like seeing Tommaso Ciampa with hair as an extra, mm-hmm. and like you know, seeing Punk like very famously old... was an extra. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. You go back to these really old clips of like Kenny Omega as like some random guy on WWE. They've had a lot of guys who you, you know you look back and go, wow, he did what? Mm-hmm. You never would have known. Yeah. Did you I mean, enjoy? Anthony Bones had a cup of coffee in the WWE. Hmm. Did you enjoy the the pay per view on Sunday? I did. You know, going in, it was my first AEW live show, and I'm always wary of the of the Iron Man match because you wonder can you know can yeah. these two guys really give you an hour's worth? I, I was in my head going, okay, and about the ten minute mark, I'm going to go to the bathroom and come <laughs> back and. <laughs> But they really, I mean, it was a hell of a show. I mean, I enjoyed that. That trios match was awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't a, think I was going to enjoy the Iron Man match because there's no suspense of it ending. Right. It's like it's over in 60 minutes. Right. But they did a they did an amazing job of making the final like 20 minutes or so like you forgot that the match couldn't end. Hmm. Like, it right. was it was. It was incredible. It was really, really good. Yeah, and that, I mean, I had never been in a wrestling presser, and that was, MJF's entrance was quite something. <laughs> MJF was a fool, yeah. man. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't realize what was going on. I thought, like, some random person had come into the room. And he's going, I mean, but, yeah, he put, it was a hell, I mean, I really enjoyed the show. I mean, but it, was, it just makes you, it was also crazy about it, too, was that, Tony Khan's talking about they had 9,000. What a great number that was for them. I'm, I'm like, this is how big the gap is with WWE and everyone else. That's SmackDown mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's Raw. And even then, they've only got 9,000. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like I said, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, a lot of good, good, you know, good entertaining matches, you know. And I was surprised that they let Joe get, you know, put to sleep like that. That, that caught me off guard. But mm-hmm. like I said, that, that trio's match delivered beyond even my you know biggest hope because i always felt like that trio's title should have been on the house of black from the start mm. yeah and it, it was, it was, i had a lot of fun out there it was good for them too to come out to the west coast you always wonder how that's gonna work out but you mm-hmm. know coming out to west coast and and you know having success and, and being able to do things um you know in northern california are they gone down to la yet yeah, they've been yeah. they've been to the form. Yeah, okay. So, they've you know, been to LA, they've been to Seattle. Yeah, but and it is cool to hear Jericho's song in person. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah that was that, that. that was cool to actually you know see you know to see that in person. The House of Black interest was really cool in person. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's, the, the, to me, the best part about MJF is that I think people in the audience legitimately hate his guts. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yep. it's not, I mean, he's calling people marks, but I don't realize that the marks realize they're marks for hating him so much. <laughs> what happened? I mean, he, there's, he a dude, and there's a dude like about 10 feet from me, someone's like, who's like cursing out a guy behind me because he was saying something about MJF being good. He, I mean, I mean like legit cussing him out. At the end of the match, he turned around and flipped dude off. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, that's a wrestling event. <laughs> what did, uh... <laughs> What did MJF do? He took uh, the water bottle and threw it on he the kid. He threw it at a kid. <laughs> yeah. He threw water on a kid. Somebody oh, my God. Out, somebody tweeted out, it would be a triple threat match at that point. <laughs> if I was that boy's mom, it would be a triple threat match. Everyone thought it was a work because a they was like, that was a black mama, and she didn't choke him? 
But and it, it wasn't at work. He just Yeah, they had to send uh uh Brody Lee's wife, who works as like an ambassador mm-hmm. for them, out there to like console the kid and like sit with him. And it's like at what point can you choke a dude? Like at what point do you go like, all right, you crossed the line first, and now right. I can swing at you uh, <laughs> right. here on the floor at a cow yeah. palace or yeah. where, where, where were they? The uh, the so chase center. Oh yeah, because I was like, because your initial thought is that kid had to be a plant mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's no way he'd really do that to a kid. <laughs> and then I started reading on. They were like, it was, actually wasn't water; it was tequila. I was like, oh, I'm like, this is this. this I, I don't know if that's true. But yeah, somebody went and got him like you know on a claim scissors hand and oh, then you know he, I guess he got to go to the back and meet some guys. There's a picture of him with Hobbs, and then I guess he'll be in Sacramento too. <laughs> the kid? Mm-hmm. Oh, you... sometimes I wonder is it worth? Uh, you know, yeah, it sucks, but he had a way better experience than the average kid did at the by the end of the night. <laughs> sure. I'm like, sure. it's kind of like the guy who, the kid who went to the Miami Heat game and was like, I came here to see Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's almost like, yeah, it was better that Jimmy didn't play because you got to go meet Jimmy as opposed to, I got to see Jimmy Butler just play. Mm. Well, Jay, I'll go ahead and hit this. Okay. Lake Show. Whoa, whoa, we're big Laker whoa, fans okay. tonight. We, that's like the fifth time today. That's, well, we're that's big, excessive. We're big Laker fans tonight. We only have the to same say one I was time. a big Kings fan last night. Good job. Good job. Go Kings. Who's See? looking out? Light stream. Yeah. See? Yes, sir. Yes. In, in, indeed. And, and, and it's the teamwork hold, makes the dream hold, work. Look, look at us. Me and Jason holding up our rags. <laughs> <laughs> our rags. United. United, I'm yes, the, indeed. I'm the Sami Zayn of the Kings fans now. Mm. <laughs> I just latched myself on to, for, for selfish, clearly selfish reasons, but yeah, let's go. Jason Oos. Jason mm. Oos. Um, obviously, if the Lakers win, uh, the Sacramento Kings move in to the second seed via a tiebreaker uh, with the Memphis Grizzlies. I guess first out the gate, we're talking about the Lakers and the Grizzlies tonight. This will be an extended conversation on the broadcast. What do, what do you think about this whole John Morant situation? Perhaps more importantly, where do you think it's going? I just think it's sad. Just it. I was talking to a friend earlier. It gives me a lot of Chris Brown vibes in the sense mm-hmm. that what happened to this kid who was just you know a cool kid, and all of a sudden all this random violence and fighting. Like where did all this come from? And it's like, why are you like this? Like number one, I mean, what makes it so kind of all just tone deaf from Ja? Are you where you say there's got to be something else wrong? That article came out like what Thursday or something, like late, like last week, and within a couple of days, you're posting that. You, you know, somebody somebody was saying he got caught. I said he didn't get caught. He posted it. Mm-hmm. He flaunted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I don't know what's going on because that's a flagrant number one. That's a flagrant violation of the CBA. I mean, it's you know, he's got, he's going to miss a, he's going to miss some, some time for real. Mm. And I don't know what's going on with him to where, you know, you got that incident, you got the whole incident with the Pacers that the league you never should say it wasn't that big of a deal, but clearly someone with the Pacers thought it was a big deal. Right. I don't know anybody who plays around with lasers. Right. Who's cool with that? Right. And and I I, I talked about it yesterday. There was that situation with the Pacers. Cause Ja came out and he was like, "Yeah, they did an investigation and 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 they uh, they said it was cap or whatever." Mm-hmm. That was so random and specific. 
that leads me to believe that actually happened. That was not Cap. Like, whatever, whether it was a pin or it was a gun, like, I believe that actually happened. Because who who goes around saying that randomly? Like, hey, right. they pointed yeah. a laser at me. Like, oh, nobody say that no more. Unless yeah, why would the Pacers decide out of the blue, you know what, we're going to say they, they aimed a laser at our, at our bus. Like, right. there's no reason you would make that. I can't think of a reason to make that up. And then you had his boy going on the court. And mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, that team has given off a very immature vibe for a while, but this goes beyond immature basketball. Yeah. Like there's something going on where, I mean, I'm, you know, when I saw that post that morning, I said, Oh, he's not going to play for a while. Mm-hmm. They can't, I said, I said, he's bad for business now. Yeah. I said, you can't, you know, and remember this, if you want to go back further, remember going back to the bubble, when you were, you were able to put whatever you want on the jerseys, and instead of putting whatever, he put F <laughs> over the 12. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like he's been towing the lines, and you hear the report. I heard it a while ago about the whole idea of him getting into it with the 17. I'm like, why are you playing hoops with a 17-year-old kid? And fuck, I don't get it. Yeah. And, and I'll say this, and I'll say it again. Memphis is not a city you want to mess around with the locals like you somebody mm-hmm. big and bad. Not at all. Yeah, that's kind of what we kept. Like going. I said, as sad as it is, they took young, young Dolphins from Memphis, and they, they took him. You know, someone murdered him mm. in his own town. And you know, we talk about well, what shouldn't happen at home. It happened. And you don't think somebody out there might say, "Hmm, that'd be a nice, you know, bragging rights thing." I got to, you know, it's like, man, I just really hope that they get, you know, with him away from the team, mm-hmm. whatever the issue is or issues or the people who were around him or, and I can't even blame the people around him all the time. It wasn't a bunch of people who made him do that. You know, I think a lot of times you get wrapped up in this in it's the people who lets the people around, you know, you know, we got to, at some point, what I'm hoping comes from this for Jaws is that instead of everyone going, it's the people, why doesn't his dad say something? No, Ja, you got to fix this. And to me, I mean, from you know, I, mean, I know it, you know, it was early, but to me, their season's effectively over. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. you can't. When can you bring him back? And when you do, I mean, they could go from the number two seed to a team that everyone's going let them fall. Mm-hmm. We hope we play them. Yeah, you know, because you know, you don't know when. I mean, I don't think there's any need or rush to bring Job back at this point. Because there's clearly something deeper going on if these things keep popping up. And it wasn't like he was known as a troublemaker in college. Yeah. Or high school. This is all like in the NBA. It's new. Yeah. 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 It, yeah I, I don't, Oof. man, it, I hadn't thought about like the jeopardy that their season's in. I do, I did wonder though, and we didn't really talk about this today. We talked about it with you, Jason. It's, and I, clearly, I think I already know how you felt. Like, I, I wonder, could this be a rallying point for, the Grizzlies that are still around. Now, the caveat with that is, with or without Josh, they've been struggling bad without Steven Adams. Like, they're far from the team that they were earlier in the season, and it it appears Steven Adams is the guy who on the floor held this whole thing together. But I did wonder if this could be an emotional rallying point for the rest of the Memphis Grizzlies because everything that we've learned, Jade, I'm sure you've heard the same thing, is this is Josh. This isn't the Memphis Grizzlies. This isn't a group of Memphis Grizzlies. This isn't Ja and teammates. It's Ja. So the rest of the Grizzlies are still kind of intact. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But they lost they lost Brandon Clark for the and year. And then there's that. That's yeah. tough. Well, so I mean, you know, and Dylan Brooks is only a couple of texts away from you know, wow. from getting to I mean, I like I said, to me, it the maturity issue was already there. You know, and one of the key culprits of that is Dylan Brooks. He's still, you know, to me the maturity issue was gonna be there. And I just I wonder, you know, they I mean, last season they showed they can play well without it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they've shown they can do. It, but I think when you when you're about losing Brandon Clark and Stephen Adams not being a hundred percent, like I mean, think about it. The, last week they lose to the Lakers without Ja. Ja won that game by himself. Yeah, he came out with with that third quarter. And, you know, and do they have a guy? You know, can you know do they can they continue to pull off? I mean, they they pulled off that big third quarter against the Clippers. So they couldn't they couldn't finish they couldn't finish the deal. But I think they'll be – I think they'll – when I say over, I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, without that whole group together, without – you know, you lose Brandon Clark. You don't know where Steven Adams is going to be. Mm-hmm. You don't know where John's going to be. I just can't see – and plus, like you said, they've been struggling as it is. I don't know how they can – if they can get everything back yeah. and make a real run in the postseason, which is really sad for the team because, you know, you can you, – you know injuries are going to happen. This thing with Ja did not have to happen, right. or may I should say, maybe it needs it had to happen to get him straight. Yeah. But we shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be talking. I mean, this dude just had a whole what snow sculpture in Salt Lake City at the All Star game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people were really want to like him, yeah. and it's it's just also a trip of how the league works because I've seen other players get labeled bad guys who ain't done who ain't had nearly these many issues. And and, so, and yeah. the the thing with with Ja is, like, I don't know if it, it it's it's unfortunate that it happened right now, but it seemed like the way things were going and how everything was, it was only a matter of time, you know. And it's it snowballed throughout this whole week. It went from, you know, just the stories in Indiana to. You know, him in the ball, beating up a kid. Now he's got the gun. Now how'd he get the gun? Now he might be gone for 20-plus. Like, it continues to snowball. And like you said, maybe it has to happen for his career. Maybe if you're the Memphis Grizzlies, you sacrifice the season, so to speak, to make sure he's around for the long term. Like, you can't just bring him back out there in five games and think that everything's changed. No, maybe he needs to lose basketball for an extended period of time, get himself together, and kind of save the situation, save his career for for the future, as opposed to just this year. Because you you know, guns are nothing to play with. Mm-mm. I mean, that's not a that's you know, when the fact that he thought it would be okay to go on IG live and show that shows you that his head's not in the right place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you know. It may be, you know, he's still young. I'm not trying to label him like, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not trying to label him like a gang member or anything like that. To me, which is part of the problem. He's not a gang member. Stop acting like one. Skip Jones here. (laughs) John Morant wants to be a crip. John Morant wants to be a crip. Well, you know. Yeah, yeah, but I, I just, I think he's young enough and maybe just, you know, this situation can shake him up to the point where you say, you know what? I was wrong. I need to do better. 
I think I sent something from Mark Spears. We talked about how Carmelo Anthony had to really change, change up his his circle. Mm-hmm. You know, and if, if he doesn't do that, he doesn't get 18, 19 years in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Because part of it is, is that no matter how good you are, if you come with if you come with problems all the time, no team wants to deal with you. And I thought, you know, yeah, you know, th- think about it right now. I know, I know Kenny will like this one. The whole who would you rather have, right? You know, De'Aaron or Ja. De'Aaron don't come with no drama like this. Mm-hmm. And that matters in this league. And, you know, there's a reason why Allen Iverson's career probably didn't get extended another five or six years. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, you're not worth the headache if you're not giving us 30. Yeah. Crazy thing when you say Allen Iverson. Obviously, that was my guy. Allen's Iverson, like, as the Allen Iverson we know, that was like five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's drafted in 96. They went to the finals in 01. I think they had another, you know, 02 was a little bit of a struggle. I think they had another little bit of a run in 03. It's a rock Austin run. Yeah. We think it was so, so long, but it was really just a yeah. handful of years. And yeah, I was at the game where he came, when he came to town with Memphis coming off the bench. And mm. it was obvious that night that was never going to work. And by the way, I'm not, I'm not implying that Allen Iverson was running around a strip club with guns. People say, I was, you know, I'm just talking about the whole, yeah. When you, once you get that perception, you get that rap on you, it's it's tough to shake. But yeah, wow, because he called it. He did a a rock Austin run. <laughs> yeah, those run like think about it. The rock Austin run. They they were massive, but they were really really short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think. What would you say his run ended? Did did he did he play against the Lakers in the playoffs? With, with, I don't uh, think Denver? he was. I don't think he was there in '09. Uh, I don't think he was. There was a year the Lakers beat them in the first round. I, I yeah. want to say he was on that team. Yeah, I think he was on that team. He wasn't on the Western Conference Finals team. No, because uh, the Western Conference had Chauncey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have got Chauncey then. But, yeah, I want to say that, yeah, he had, you know, his, so maybe his run was a little – maybe the Denver years were the rock starting to be an actor years. The Hollywood rock. <laughs> yeah. Leaving Sacramento. <laughs> Sacramento, I won't stay. Well, we're talking about Memphis and all of the troubles that they have, and Jay, clearly Sacramento has their own troublemaker as Harrison Barnes picked up his second technical foul of the last decade. Like, I don't know, if the Kings don't get this under control, we could have... (laughs) If the Kings don't get this under control. Like, this this whole season... <laughs> I can't imagine he, like Harrison. I, th- I, th- I, th- I think what he yelled was "and one," but he yelled it so aggressively. I think it startled the official. Like, the, hey, that's hey, a, technical, technical foul! He just jumped out. Oh, what, what are you doing? He was like that guy. It was like the referee uh, in front of Scott Foster last night. <laughs> the hell I'm trying was to that? remember. I'm trying to remember. Have I even heard Harrison use profanity? I can't remember. I'm guessing no. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. No, like Harrison's like one of the nicest human beings I've ever been around. I don't. I don't think Harrison has ever said a bad word about anybody in history. No, and he certainly. Because I know when, he, when they called a the tech, I was thinking I've never seen him get a tech ever. Even when Buddy shot a, a half quarter with seven seconds left, he was just like, I don't know. Even when <laughs> when Tyrese looked at him, what the f was that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think the, the closest I saw to Harrison getting mad was a, at a buddy shot. I was like, <laughs> it was either that or something about defense. And I was like, I've oh. never seen Harrison get agitated. I'm like, 
God, buddy, that's, that's, a, that's a talent right there. But the beauty of that is, like, because of that, you can read so much in Harrison's facial expressions. <laughs> it's like, like not so much this year. Cause like, I mean, again, like he, he doesn't go either way. Like the joke is Keegan Murray doesn't react to anything. Mm-hmm. Like Harrison is, he doesn't smile, but he, all of a sudden he could be in the dunk contest. <laughs> like he's throwing down dunks and he's yelling and he's hollering and it's like, oh, okay. But he gave the referee an and one and, Turned around, ran up the court, knew knew it was coming, appeared to know before all of us, uh, picks up the technical foul, doesn't even react. It's just like, man, I, I can't I can't get a call here. Because in his mind, he goes, you know what? I just donated to charity. Good job. And that's that's a, probably a local charity, probably his local charity or something. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's probably like, like, he's like, you know what? You know, he's like, you know what? Just find the positive immediately. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Because no, before this year. Harrison, when he did get frustrated, had that Murtaugh from uh, Lethal Weapon look on his face like. <sighs> <laughs> Lost me on that Because he was the only adult in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Murtaugh well, you, I think, was you, Danny Glover in oh, okay. Lethal Weapon. With no, I'm too old for this, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah now I feel really old because Kenny's looking at me like I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> you know what I just did? <laughs> look Google Murtaugh. Oh, <laughs> Cyrus is pissed. That, that, that is legitimately my favorite Buddy Healed highlight Tyrese where he he pulls up from beyond half court with like seven seconds left <laughs> and it hits off the backboard. Tyrese rebounds it, lays it in, turns around and looks at Harrison. What the F was that? And Harrison just looks at him. Sh- Shivano, I bro. Forgot, I, I forgot don't about know. that. That yeah, the things, oh, the man. things that people in Sacramento have seen to get to this day. All, all, all. The, are dreams you in, and nightmares on repeat? Oh, dreams man. and nightmares on repeat. Speak on it. We now we got. Now. We, can play. we got Keegan Murray shooting fifty nine percent from three. <laughs> um, we we've got Davion Mitchell. What do you think about Davion? Uh, Davion had a. I thought Davion had a really good game last night. He was a good tone setter. Uh, for Sacramento, he was really aggressive for the second straight time uh, with De'Aaron Fox out of the lineup. But he's he's a guy that a lot of uh, fans and media have been critical of this year. I like Davion. I mean, mm-hmm. I always look up on the podcast, too. just that when a guy – when your minutes are below, like, 20, when you're in that 12 to 15-minute range with minutes, you're going to have sporadic play. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I just – I like this Davion's DNA as a player. I think – you got to have guys like him who are just winners. I think he's just a winner, mm. and he's going to figure something out to help the team win. You got guys you can put on the court. They might, if they're not scoring, they can't do a thing for you. Yeah. I th- always, I believe Davion's going to figure out something he can do to help you. So I like Davion. I, I think you, you people maybe get wrapped. He was a lottery pick. Should he be doing this and this? I'm like, you knew what you were getting with Davion. I think, I think he's. When he's get gotten extended minutes, for the most part, he's been solid. I mean, I know he had that little bad stretch on the road, but who doesn't have a bad stretch in a, over eighty-two games? Yeah, I, I we we talked about it last night, and I just you know I feel like you know sometimes people want a little bit too much out of Davion. Not that I don't think he's necessarily capable, but like his his role, his role is what his role is: Mm-mm. be yeah. a top-flight perimeter defender. Push the ball, work the offense a little bit. Look, even him coming off the bench and being the backup point guard, probably every time he goes out there, he's like at least the third option. 
<laughs> you know, you got Malik. He usually plays with Sabonis. So those are the first two options. If TD's cooking, maybe you're looking for him. You know what I mean? Like, what what do you you want him to like? Not pass but, to those guys. But let me let me let me ask you both something. Would his role be bigger if he had more games like last night? I don't think so. Okay. I don't. Yeah, think I mean, so. I don't know. It's hard to find the minutes for him. But that's what that's what it boils down to. Is is he is he on the floor with De'Aaron or not? Mm-hmm. And how often? Because yeah, because how small do you want to be out there? I mean, do you want to go like De'Aaron, Davion, and Malik? I mean, you know. But I think a lot of times too, we get caught up in fans, media. They get you get mad at a guy for being who he is. Yeah. Like this is who Davion. You know, when you get mad that he's being who he is, Mm. you know, when you expect a guy to be what he's not, it's kind of like expecting Buddy to be like a. You know, sound decision making playmaker. You no, know, it's not what he. That's not who he is. Yeah, a high IQ basketball player. <laughs> Leave my friend alone. I'm sorry. This is what it is. I'm sorry. My my my, my apologies to. Shabana. Like I told him, I he said people say I can't, I don't play defense. I'm like, buddy, you don't play you don't. defense. Like, what, what do you mean, people? People like you, you, you don't, buddy. I don't, I don't know what to tell oh you. <laughs> Shout out, to buddy. Shout out to Chavano. I'm always gonna call him Chavano when I see him. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, Jay, we appreciate you. Uh, thanks for jumping on with us. Thanks for doing a live edition of J Street Vibes yeah, last man. night. Yeah. I think uh, people Good really stuff. dug that, so hope to see more of those moving forward. Yeah. Looking uh, forward to seeing you tomorrow night, you know, on uh, Dynamite. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to be at Dynamite, not on Dynamite. <laughs> it's posted to YouTube. Go watch it. It's it's real. We're I'm, not I'm the same. Watch it. I was mad I had to had an interview right then. You know, I'm going to watch it because I'm still going to. I, ha- I need visual proof that they're not the same person. Are you making the move to Dynamite tomorrow, or are you just watching? I'm just watching. I mean, you know, I, you know, if, if I had to go out and bring all the kids and you know, oh. school nights, <laughs> I ain't bringing <laughs> these kids. <laughs> that always becomes an they, 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 they all want me to buy them a shirt, and then boom, mm. I'm out of a two hundred dollars. And I heard, I heard them merch lines at AEW events are stupid. Mm. They are. I got a video of one. I was like, is that the line to get in? He's like, that's the line to get a T-shirt. <laughs> Jeez. In my time, I got up there. I'm like, what you got? They only had like two options for me. <laughs> but, you know, I, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, but, you know. Was... They didn't have any bloodline shirts for <laughs> for Jason at the event no, this I, I, got a, I got an AEW, and I'm mad because my shirt is San Francisco 49er colors. Well, oh, you know, there you that's go. That's your team. Well, that's we saw team. you. We have, we, we, we have we visual evidence that yeah. that's your squad. Yeah, we saw you rocking 49ers colors, Jay. God. It's on the internet. It's living forever. Get ready for Aaron Rodgers. Just get ready for Aaron. I was Rodgers. moving this weekend, and someone saw the lanyard and goes, "Ooh!" I'm like, "It was for work." Let's be mature, people. <laughs> Jay, we appreciate you, man. Thanks. All as right, always. see Take you care, next man. week, y'all.